Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to the show, Mark Owens. Hey, thank you very much, Victor. I appreciate it. So, Mark, you've been at this game of real estate for a little while now. In fact, I think since 2002. Why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got into this crazy world of real estate investing? Sure. In 2002, I was a Microsoft certified trainer and I was making really good money. I had put some money in the stock market a few years earlier and that was you know, that didn't work out real well. I pulled my money out and I just I wanted to find a place where I could invest it, where I had a little bit more control over my cash flow and the appreciation that I got. And it seemed like real estate was the natural fit. I didn't grow up in a real estate family or anything like that. And I bought my first rental. It was a three unit. I paid 75000 I think that the total monthly rent at the time was about 1400 And I immediately got addicted to the cash flow and just, you know, I just kept buying them. You know, it's, a few years later, I was able to quit my job. But it was really the first one when I sat down at the settlement table and I realized that the cash flow from that property was not only going to pay for the property, but it was also going to pay for a car that I just bought. I was just, you know, I was immediately, I just immediately got addicted to it. And uh, it's, it's been a fun ride. I love that. And of course, you went through uh, the market cycle. You went up through the top of the wave and the crest of the wave and on the way down as well. What was that like? It was exciting. I mean, you know, when I, when I got in, the market was just starting to really heat up and I didn't know it. I just thought, well, this is just the way real estate is. And it, towards the end, like maybe the last year, I realized that this is not sustainable. I mean, at that rate, every house in Baltimore City would be worth a million dollars. So I just kept focusing on buying good deals. To me, the definition of a good deal is something that cash flows well. I was looking for a 30% cash on cash return. If I can find those deals, I don't care you know, if the market goes up or down. I'm just looking for my cash on cash. And it worked. It went great. And then when the market turned and everything you know, fell apart, that's when... Uh, I started buying even more. I started buying larger buildings, like 10-unit and up apartment buildings that needed renovation. You know, I was really able to scale my portfolio significantly faster when the market took a dive. Now, you're in a tough market. Baltimore is the one that's going through a bit of resurgence in some areas. There's still some large areas that are kind of difficult to invest in. How do you select what areas to invest in? You know, the C neighborhoods... Baltimore's version of C. I understand that a C neighborhood in San Francisco or Montreal might not be the same as a C neighborhood in Baltimore City, but pretty much working class neighborhoods, they're pretty much recession proof because no matter what happens with the economy, those people are still going to need a place to live. They might not go out and buy a new car. They might not go out and buy a six foot television, but they are going to pay their rent. And, uh, And that was my experience during the last recession. And I'm sure that it'll hold true for the next one. It's in the working class neighborhoods. That's where the, you know, that's the sweet spot in my market. If there was one thing apart from buying right and buying at the right price and at the right time, is there one thing that you would say that enabled you to grow more than any other thing? I would say that the, for me, it's been the networking, like really connecting with other investors that have been doing it for a while that have been successfully doing it. And when I first started the first couple of years, I didn't know any other landlords for the first couple of years. I'd never heard of hard money. I didn't know what wholesaling was. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what short sales were. I did not know any of that. I just knew that I could buy a house and rent it out. Once I started the network and, and get, you know, education from talking to other people that are doing it, my 
career in this field was actually able to like really take off. I cannot underemphasize the importance of networking and building relationships. So what you said there actually resonates pretty strongly with me, but you said two words here that mean something very different. So I want to dig through that a little bit deeper. You said the word networking. You also said the word relationship. Now, to me, the word networking has a bit of a utilitarian feel to it. This is where you go out to a meeting and maybe you hand out as many uh, business cards as you can. And then at the end of that process, uh, maybe you do some follow-up. But it's really a very utilitarian thing, whereas relationship building is really where, that's where business happens. What what do you think about that distinction? I agree with you 100%. But the relationships, the genesis of those relationships is through the networking, through, you know, for me, from my experience, you know, going to, real estate lunches, going to meetups, seeing people, seeing the same people, you know, having conversations with them. Some people you're going to like more than you like others. And if you meet somebody else that you would, that you enjoy their company and they're successful, ask them out to lunch. And and you also want to, you know, provide help with them as well. I mean, it's not a one-way street. This is like, in my opinion, in my world, it's like we're all in this together. The more we help each other, the more, the better that we all do. So I'm, I'm not suggesting that we just run out and network with people so we can suck all the knowledge out of them. I think that the relationships that come as a result of that are invaluable in this business. I get calls from people, you know, all the time that people that I've just met one or two times and they have some questions that they'd like to ask me and I'm, and I'm happy to talk to them because it's, if I can spend five minutes and help somebody and maybe save them $10,000 or save them from getting sued, you know, because they were given bad advice from somebody else, then I'm happy to do that. And I think that, when I reach out to people like that to help them or, you know, when I accept their phone calls, I think that it benefits all of us, you know, in some way. Even even when I'm the one that's giving, I think it's still beneficial. Absolutely. With different relationships, you can get different things from a relationship. You might get access to opportunities. You might get introductions. You might get advice. You might get, I don't know, access to capital. You might just even get a friendship. Uh, what is it that you're looking for as you're out there relationship building? Maybe maybe all of the above, but I think the most important thing to me are friendships because those, I mean, eventually I'm going to be out of real estate and I still would like to remain friends with some of those that are still in it, even if I'm not. I've, I've met a lot of wonderful, wonderful, hardworking people in this business that I'm really happy that I am friends with them because I know that in a few years when I decide it's you know time for me to cash out, I'm still going to be talking to them on the phone and going out to lunch and all that stuff. So I, I really, I think the friendship part for me personally, in a, on a personal basis is the most valuable part. That's, that's terrific. Now let's talk a little bit about the Baltimore market. I know that Baltimore, like I said, is a city in transition. You know, there's been a lot of redevelopment in the waterfront area and some areas are up and coming and some areas not so much. How do you decide what neighborhoods to stay away from? You know, I grew up in Baltimore, in the Baltimore area, uh, so I'm very familiar with the city. I would say that if I don't feel comfortable walking down the street, I don't want to buy in that area. You know, if if I pull up and, and, and I park and I don't feel comfortable, you know, because there's, you know, maybe guys selling drugs, you know, 100 feet away or whatever, it's like, I'm out of there. You know, I'm not going to buy there. Uh, I think that's a pretty good rule for most people. Uh, that's that's what I follow. And when you decide to purchase a property, how do you decide how how big a property? You talked about buying bigger apartment buildings at this point. 
are you going after the hundred unit type projects? Are you going after the medium sized buildings, 10, 15 units? What's, what's the sweet spot? For me, the apartment buildings that I own, I've got an 18 unit, a 15, a 14, a 13, a seven, and a bunch of smaller ones. Those are the good ones for me because those are the ones that I can find where I can do a lot of value add. Like for the buildings that I just named, most of them were completely vacant uh, when I bought them. Two of them were like half occupied. The rest were completely vacant. And that's where I'm able to go in with hard money, do the purchase, do the renovation, fill it with tenants, refinance out, start the whole process all over again. The, the problem with those buildings are they're hard to find. Row houses, t- you know, townhouses in the Baltimore area, I can find a good deal just about every single day. I wouldn't recommend somebody just waiting for the big value add, you know, apartment buildings to come up because you could be waiting a long time. You're going to miss a lot of really good deals in the process. So I'd, I'll look at anything. I don't, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of commercial. I like residential. You know, whether it's a single family or if someone called me this afternoon and said that they had a you know a 20 unit apartment building that needed renovation that was for sale, that would definitely get my attention. It doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, I'm, I'll be the first one there. That's very similar. We're invested very heavily in the Philadelphia market, and there's a lot of parallels between Philly and Baltimore. It's a very affluent city in some ways, and it's also a very poor city in others. And so you have a lot of those contrasts. And we've been very successful by buying right on those boundaries between areas that have been really up and coming areas and ones that were still areas in transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've, we've done extremely well in, uh, in the Philly market with projects that are very similar size to what you're describing. Yeah, Philadelphia is also a great market. I lived for a little while up in a, in a small town right outside of Philly, and that, that is a great city. It really is. So uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll do well there. If you buy right, you're going to do well. It's, it's very similar to Baltimore economically. You know, the rents are similar. The average pay for blue-collar employees is very similar. You know, there's a lot of working-class neighborhoods. I think that Baltimore and Philly are certainly very similar. It's just Philly's much larger, but they're very similar. I love it. If folks want to learn more and they want to get in touch, what's the best way? Uh, probably my website, markowens.com, or I run a Facebook group for – uh, people that invest in my area. It's called Maryland Investors Network. And then I also have a Facebook group for myself. It's called Mark Owens, R-E-I. So those are probably the three best places. This has been awesome. Thank you, Mark, for, for connecting. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Mark at markowens.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.